Preface I've been involved in music all my adult life. I didn't plan it that way, and it wasn't even a serious ambition at first. But that's the way it turned out. A very happy accident, if you ask me. It's a little strange, though, to realize that a large part of my identity is tied to something that is completely ephemeral. You can't touch music. It exists only at the moment it is being apprehended. And yet, it can profoundly alter how we view the world and our place in it. Music can get us through difficult patches in our lives by changing not only how we feel about ourselves, but also how we feel about everything outside ourselves. It's powerful stuff. Early on, though, I realized that the same music placed in a different context can not only change the way the listener perceives the music, but it can also cause the music itself to take on an entirely new meaning. Depending on where you hear it, in a concert hall or on the street, or what the intention is, the same piece of music could either be an annoying intrusion, abrasive and assaulting, or you could find yourself dancing to it. How music works, or doesn't work, is determined not just by what it is in isolation, if such a condition can ever be said to exist, but in a large part by what surrounds it, where you hear it, and when you hear it. How it's performed, how it's sold and distributed, how it's recorded, who performs it, whom you hear it with, and of course, finally, what it sounds like. These are the things that determine not only if a piece of music works, if it successfully achieves what it sets out to accomplish, but what it is. Each chapter in this book focuses on a distinct aspect of music and its context. One asks how technology has affected the way music sounds and the way we think of it. Another considers the influence of the places in which we listen to it. The chapters are not chronological or sequential. You can read them in any order, though I do think the order my editors and I arrived at has a flow to it. It isn't entirely random. This is not an autobiographical account of my life as a singer and musician, but much of my understanding of music has certainly been accrued over many years of recording and performing. In the book, I draw on that experience to illustrate the changes in technology and in my own thinking about what music and performance are about. Many of my ideas about what it means to go on stage, for instance, have changed completely over the years, and my own history of performance is a way of telling the story of a still-evolving philosophy. Others have written insightfully about music's physiological and neurological effects. Scientists have begun to peek under the hood to examine the precise mechanisms by which music works on our emotions and perceptions. But that's not really my brief here. I have focused on how music might be molded before it gets to us, what determines if it gets to us at all, and what factors external to the music itself can make it resonate for us. Is there a bar near the stage? Can you put it in your pocket? Do girls like it? Is it affordable? I have, for the most part, avoided the ideological aspects of music making and production that music can be made to bolster nationalistic urges or written in the service of rebellion or overthrowing an established culture, whether the motive is political or generational. Those are beyond the scope of this book. 
I'm not much interested in specific styles or genres either. As it seems to me, that certain models and modes of behavior often recur across wildly different scenes. I hope that you will find something to enjoy here, even if you have no interest in my own music. I am also uninterested in the swollen egos that drive some artists. Though the psychological makeup of musicians and composers shapes music at least as much as any of the phenomena I'm fascinated by. I have rather looked for patterns in how music is written, recorded, distributed, and received. And then asked myself if the forces that fashioned and shaped these patterns have guided my own work, and maybe the work of others as well. One hopes I'm not just talking about myself here. In most cases, the answer is yes. I'm no different than anyone else. Does asking oneself these questions in an attempt to see how the machine works spoil the enjoyment? It hasn't for me. Music isn't fragile. Knowing how the body works doesn't take away from the pleasure of living. Music has been around as long as people have formed communities. It's not going to go away, but its uses and meaning evolve. I am moved more by music now than I have ever been. Trying to see it from a wider and deeper perspective only makes it clear that the lake itself is wider and deeper than we thought. <laughs>